You're listening to Being Happy. I'm your host, Glennis Clarice, and here is where we embark on the lifetime journey of cultivating happiness from within. In this episode, I'll share with you the gift my mother left me and how it helped me to become resilient in my pursuit of living my purpose. I hope you enjoy episode seven of season two, The Gift My Mother Left Me. Hi, well, here we are, the final episode of season two. I really enjoyed this season, and not only that, I am proud of myself that I kept going. To be perfectly honest, there were a few times where I had to carve out the time to record an episode and then turn around and edit the episode. It's time consuming, but I enjoy it. Every aspect of podcasting. But when you enjoy and love what you do, let me tell you the time for it, you will always have it. You don't have to go searching for it. I'm looking forward to season three. I am working right now to make season three my leap of faith season. So I ask that you stick around for it. Season three will launch on June 28th. In the meantime and between time, be sure to follow Being Happy on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Being Happy Podcast. In addition, I'm starting a weekly series on IGTV called The Midweek Check-In. And this is something that is pushing me out of my comfort zone. This is something that I absolutely must do in order to start living fully in my purpose. So it's time that I start doing more as it relates to me using my voice and reaching all of you and putting myself out there. I am more of a behind the scenes type of girl, yet I'm feeling the pull to move beyond that and do more. I feel that in order to live fully in my purpose, I have to take the self-imposed limits off and be transparent. It's something that I work on daily because I tend to dream these big dreams and then I start to overthink them. And when I start overthinking, oh my gosh, (laughs) before I know it, I have a list of questions that I really shouldn't be concerned about or hung up on, but I'm working on it. Let me take a moment to shout out all of my listeners. I just recently checked to see where all of you are listening from, and I was really surprised and grateful. So hello to all of you in the U.S., the U.K., France, Australia, India, Canada, Japan, and South Africa. Um, there were a few other countries out there too, and I, but I was just so geeked <laughs> just to see that my voice is being heard around this world. And that is one of the things that I've been wanting to do is just to reach so many people, not just within the U.S., but outside of the U.S. And um, I am so grateful that I am able to do that. I see you, I see you, and I thank you for listening to Being Happy. Because of you, I am here behind this mic because you find what I have to say of some value. As always, it is very much appreciated. I ask that once this season wraps, that you take a moment to leave a four or five star rating, comment, and subscribe. Because it's those little acts of love that helps being happy to be found by others. 
Today's episode is my effort of stepping outside of my comfort zone and letting down a wall. See, I'm starting the process here. (laughs) I'm a very private person by default, but I understand that for someone who is aware of what their purpose is, I have to share more in order to reach more. And when I reach more of you, more people are transformed or given the tools to help them maneuver a season in their life. In preparing for this episode, I couldn't just seem to get my thoughts and my notes together. This episode was supposed to be about how to build and live a fabulous life, right? But as I was searching for something on my computer, I came upon a document with a list of titles. I tend to jot down titles for everything, books, a blog post, (laughs) a podcast, anything. And um, this one title stood out to me. I came up with it about maybe six or seven years ago and something said to me, share this, share your story. And as soon as I started to pull my notes together, it just flowed, which tells me that this episode, the gift my mother left me, is supposed to be shared right now in this way at this time. By the way, the title of this episode is not the initial title, but once I started to put my thoughts together, you'll understand why I named it the gift my mother left me. So let me take you back to early 2012, I think maybe January. My mother, she transitioned in December of 2011. So I was home where I grew up for a few months after she passed. I can remember this time, this day, like it was yesterday because it was so transformative for me. I can remember how my eyes fluttered open that one Wednesday morning, fighting against the remnants of sleep that remained. The glow from the television signaled that I had yet again fallen asleep, not only with it on, but on my parents' sofa like so many nights before. That sofa became my bed for a couple of months, not because I didn't have a room to sleep in, but because it was where I felt comfortable. It was where I felt safe. It was where I felt close to my mother who often sat at the other end, day in and day out, watching her usual schedule of television shows like The View and Judge Judy. Looking at the time that illuminated from my cell phone that morning, it read 5 a.m. As an early bird, my internal clock never seems to fail me. I just, I just can't lay around. I have to get up and start my day. But on that morning, I wish that it had. If I could by default sleep a little while longer, I would have. But my morning routine, which became an unbreakable habit of prayer and meditation and journaling, which I still start my day with to this day, wouldn't allow me the extra hour of sleep I longed for. So I lay there, staring at the shadows that danced on the ceiling, the television painted without much effort, contemplating if I should just lay there or find it within myself to get up. In that moment, I immediately felt a rush come over me. This rush came over me like many times before during that season, but I wished that on this one day that the anxiety, the fear, the feeling of being overwhelmed and depressed would pass me by. Not again, I thought, not another day of this. Not again, not again. Not again, dear God, not again. That's all I kept thinking. 
Those were the words that seemed to fill my head like running water spilling over the edge of a tub. But it was too late. I saw myself as a victim of my own thoughts about my life, what was wrong and what little was right with it. I was being strangled by my perception of how I viewed my life in that moment. Something that I fought to cure by the advice in the self-help books that I read often two at a time like a drug addict popping pills, like my life depended on it. <laughs> and the daily pep talks I would give myself in hopes that the positive words would somehow stick like bubblegum under an old wooden chair. That Wednesday morning was starting off on a foot that I wasn't willing to step on. I was hesitant, but I was being led down a path that was all too familiar. So I found the strength to pull myself from the sofa. I took a deep breath and then led myself upstairs to the room I was supposed to be sleeping in. I reached for my Bible, my journal, and my scripture cards and then I just collapsed to the floor. The weight of my own body became too much for me to carry, but I knew that if I got one more prayer out, just one, God would hear me. And then maybe this one prayer would be the one to change things. I knew God would answer me, but when? I knew God would answer me, but how? Because like so many months before that morning, over the course of this season in my life, I felt like he abandoned me. I felt like he left me to fight against the enemy and his minions without him. I was weary. I was tired. My faith and confidence were weak. But each morning, like clockwork, I found myself on my knees praying, meditating, journaling, and shedding tears. If he could just change things, I thought. If he could just remove the grief that I felt. If he could just bring my mother back. That moment in my life may have seemed like the most difficult and one would think that it would be. Watching a parent take their last breath is chilling, but not in a spooky way. Looking back, it was the most transformative and powerful experience because just as my mother watched me take my first breath, I watched her take her last. And within that moment, something happened to me that I didn't have any words for, and not for a while. Because although that season of my life at the end of 2011 and early 2012 was filled with grief, there was still a light flickering on the inside of me. And it was that light that kept me going. I held on to the comfort of that flame so desperately because it was what lit my path every morning, pulling me up to keep going. And as each day came and went, I started to bloom again. If you ever notice how seasons change, shedding the old for the new, that is what was happening to me. I felt myself getting stronger in my faith, braver in facing each day, and powerful enough to take hold of what the day had for me. I felt myself coming back to myself, not to the me that I was before my mother's passing, but to the me that I was searching for before she ever became sick. Her passing led me to the woman I was searching for within myself. It gave me the courage I needed to let go of the reins that I controlled that woman within me with, because I just wasn't sure if I could handle her. I wasn't so sure what would happen if I let this woman loose 
what radical changes she would invoke if I truly allowed her to live out her purpose. I was afraid of her, of me and my power in co-creating with God the life I desired. The inevitable is we didn't come here to stay. We came here with a purpose and to fulfill it. And it is our responsibility to connect with that purpose and live it out loud. Through my mother's passing, she left me a gift. Not just her take no crap approach to life and people, not just her sense of humor, not just her sense of style and decorating, not just her advice over the years, not just her memory. The gift she left me as a result of her leaving here was the courage to be myself, to set that woman I was so afraid to let loose free, to boldly walk in my purpose. The key she handed me to help me set myself free, that key was courage. The courage to be who I am today and to be fearless enough in continuing to discover more of her. That is a lifetime journey and it should be for anyone who wants to become better and not bitter as they move through this journey called life. We receive gifts every day, every single day, but it's up to us to be open to see and receive what those gifts are. We must be still and pay attention because there are gifts embedded within every circumstance that we may face in this lifetime. And those gifts are there for a reason. Those gifts are keys that unlocks another level to who we are and they help us to discover more about ourselves. My mother leaving here was her handing me the key to set myself free, to walk in my purpose. In just this moment, I realized something. That key, that key of courage, allowed me to see myself the way that she did. Worthy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Worthy. I love when these moments of realization just, just hit out of nowhere. Like, wow. That right there was her. It was her. And I can feel her presence right now. Wow. Okay. Let me bring myself back. And yeah. Okay. I'm working on becoming more transparent and sharing my life experiences and testimonies because keeping them for myself would be selfish. They aren't mine to keep. Because through my experiences, lessons learned, and growth, someone, even if it's just one person, they will find their key within me and use that key to set themselves free from what they may need to maneuver through. That's why I'm here. That's why being happy was created because all we ever really want, if we boil it all down and strip away the superficial things of life, all any of us really want is to be happy, to be in a perpetual state of joy and happiness. And the only way that we can live a life full of joy and happiness is to do the inside work, to look at ourselves first and foremost. And should you find a key with your name on it, grab hold of it and use it to radically change your life. Because with the key in your hand, you now have access to so much more of who you know you can become. 
Every season in life comes to not only teach us something, but to give us something. Whether it's a joyous season or one filled with grief, we just have to open our eyes and look for the keys, the gift that will help transform not just your life, but those you're connected to. That which we seek is also seeking us. The keys are there. Be willing and courageous to take hold of them. It's a process I know. It's a process that I had to work my way through. And I'm still working my way through some things and being transparent and sharing more with all of you. But that's the beauty of this journey. And I encourage you to take it with me. Thank you for listening to Being Happy. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and season and found something to take away from it. Be sure to let me know your thoughts and share with me how you're cultivating happiness by mentioning me at Glennis Clarice on Instagram and Twitter using the hashtag Being Happy Podcast. Until next time, stay inspired, empowered, and most of all, happy.